Buenos nachos, amigos, and welcome to another fine episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I'm Petey Rave. Here with me, as always, uh, is my friend, my confidant, David Jeffrey Majors, a.k.a. DJM. How you doing, DJM? Como se dice roll, Pedro, my friend. It is the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. We're doing this again, and we're talking Chikara. Uh, look at yes, me shitting yes. in my chair because we're talking Chikara. Uh, we're technically taking a break from the awesome series, uh, but it's Chikara, so we, we, it's it's still awesome. So it kind of <laughs> uh, It's just the two of us this time, kind of just keeping it uh, tight. Do we just want to share our thoughts on 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 a new iteration of one of our favorite promotions? Kind of just keep it between us. Uh, and I have to say, are, we're, how excited were you? Uh, going into King of Trios weekend. I was always excited, but I was definitely more intrigued because the build up to King of Trios and this season of Chikara has been very different from recent years of the three night event, uh, that is Chikara's calling card, the Trios tournament. Uh, this year was very storyline focused. Uh, in recent years, Chikara King of Trios has been very much uh, a lot of storyline, but very much an example of bringing in names from all over the world to have these big, huge weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, trios tournaments with names from all over the world and having the entire wrestling world convening on King of Trios. And going into Season 14 and this season... <clears throat> It was a bit different. Uh, a lot of the teams, for the most part, were within the Chikara scope. They had at least one or two members. Every team had one or two members that were part of the Chikara main roster. It was very Chikara heavy, as opposed to being very guest star heavy. And I was especially interested in how this would be received. So let's jump in. Yeah, let's jump into some kind of the, the action. You know, we had a lot of the same. It, it, a lot of what's dominated the whole show was the central Chikara versus the Flood, uh, just war battle. You know, a malaise. You know, all the whole thing was something that kind of permeated through the whole event and throughout the t- uh, tournament. Uh, but let's start talking about some of the highlights away from, say, the Raven Valderas and King of Trios, because we'll get to those, uh, eventually. Let's get to some of the highlights. What would be some of the highlights for you of the event, of some of the action over the weekend? I think one thing that really surprised me as how quality it was, was Sean Waltman as a guest color commentator, uh, for King of Trios. Yes. Uh, no secret, Sean Waltman is a fan of Chikara, and it was rather surprising to see him as up on Chikara as a lot of people. Uh, he sat in on commentary with the director of fun, my hero, Mike Quackenbush, and he sounded like he fit right in. And I also enjoyed his reaction to Prakash Avgar of the Block Party. Uh, his reaction was, a mix of uncertainty and flattery, uh, but yes. it was it was definitely something to see and hear. 
it, it was one of those things that's so great about Shakara when you realize everything going on is completely self-aware, and that's yeah. one yeah, of the things. That's that really fun. Uh, him uh, throwing out a word that I I don't think I've ever heard before. I, I I've you know I guess new to the uh, to the wrestling world uh, lifters. Uh, for the European uppercuts, he called them the oh, European yes. lifters. lifters. That's yes. that's what the they were called uh, back in the day. I guess in the days of Big Daddy, as it were. But he never threw any of those. You so. know, he never threw, threw any of the lifters. Uh, I have to say, one of the early highlights for me uh, was the Battle of the Bow Ties. Oh uh, God, this was this was very very good. It was not quite the match of the year candidate I was expecting, yes. but it was very, very good. I think Juan Francisco de Coronado held his own against Rockstar Spud, who I love. If you do not love Rockstar Spud, you hate kittens and hugs and chocolate cake. What's wrong yes. with you if you don't love Rockstar Spud? The Battle of the Bowtie, it, yes. it felt almost, I would almost go so far as to say is that this might have been the most hyped up part of King of Trios. And it did not disappoint, but I will say I was expecting five stars, but I would probably give it a four. Yes. The opening, uh, the ending, start to finish, it was great. Yeah, so, really yes. fantastic. The, uh, the and you, you gotta Bowtie. love those, yeah. You gotta love those moments where they, they were, uh, the adjust off, you know, the adjust off. He was like, oh, slowly. And uh, the crowd reacting, uh, also, that, also. That's, that's the joy of a Chikara crowd is that you are going to a show where it is completely okay to go along with the joke and yes. everyone gets it. And, and, the the crowd was as into the battle of the bowtie as they were the Rey de Voladores. And yes. again, that's why I love Chikara. Uh yes. Uh and it was uh fantastic. It, and especially the Rockstar Spud going like, Alright. <laughs> Alright, thank you very much. Which led into the referee telling him, No, there's an actual match. You're, you're gonna have to wrestle, Spud. I was like, nobody the told crowd. me about how to wrestle it. And then, and then the crowd began to chant, read your contract. <laughs> oh, to which all Spud could do was nod in agreement and acknowledge that he did not read his contract in entirety. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, uh, yeah. And uh, what else could, can look, throw out another, uh, highlight for you? What, what else was the highlight for you? Um, you know, I will never get tired of the Colony Extreme Force. Yes. They are, as evil as they are, they're, they're kind of comedy gold. Uh, the, lately in season 14 and, and seeing all of them in, at King of Trios, I've realized that there are quite a few Rudo teams that I really enjoy. The Colony Extreme Force, the Devastation Corporation, Yes, and the auditorium. I really like all of them. And it's great seeing all of these guys together. And it's just, it was a big, big show. And I would say that when it comes to the Colony Extreme Force said, Missile! Assault! And 
<laughs> that does not get old. So, yes. yeah, fantastic, uh, fantastic run by by all teams. Uh, it is it is interesting seeing Sin Bodhi and those uh, having kick pads made up of teddy bears and fluffy dolls. That 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 you know you don't see that. That that is a absolutely unique attribute. Uh, by, I, by the I love Sin Bodhi for his creativity. Yeah, his, he, his, he, he's very creative and very imaginative. Yeah. And it's a good thing he has Kefka the Quiet and Oliver Grimsley to tag out and act, go into the ring for him. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and some other fantastic moments in, in the, over the weekend. Uh, we once again had another fantastic eight man tag match. Uh, another classic showdown. This time between the Gentlemen's Club and the Submission Squad. Yes. This was what, what, what were your thoughts on, on this fa- classic contest? I feel like it's getting to the point now where two years running, the Gentlemen's Club has stolen the show at King of Trios. Over King of Trios and even over Rede Voladores, <laughs> the Gentlemen's Club has stolen the show. Dare I say, Petey Rave, that the Gentlemen's Club are getting to have their own kind of traditional eight-man tag every year? Is this going to become a thing? Uh, We can only hope so. (laughs) We can only hope so. I feel like like along with King of Trios and along with Rede Voladores and along with the Tag Team Gauntlet and along with the Chikara Conclave... I feel like the Gentlemen's Club Atomico's match is yes. probably about to become uh, yet another annual Chikara King of Trios staple. And there's nothing bad about that. There's nothing bad about that. The Gentlemen's Club, they're, they're wonderful. Chuck Taylor, I've said many, many times already. Right now, as far as I'm concerned, Chuck Taylor is the guy. I, if there's if there's a guy on the indies that I'm saying is the the ace number one, it's Chuck Taylor. I'm still not sold on Drew Gulak, but his yeah. jacket was cool. The, the jacket was cool. That, that's that's the best I can give Drew Gulak. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Everyone loves the Swamp Monster the same way everyone loves Rockstar Spot or should. You should love yeah. the, the the Swamp Monster as well. And with Orange Cassidy, I finally get it now. I, I understand. And Orange Cassidy is also fantastic. So, mm-hmm. yes, the, the Gentleman's Club and the Submission Squad actually showing up on time and getting to the show and completing their match. Yes. Aces. Yes. Aces. Yes. Fantastic. Uh, apparently, according to the commentary, they got AAA. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're, they're gonna have a lot, a bit of an easier time getting around. Let me tell uh, you, the to... AAA has saved me a couple of times, and I don't mean the company in Mexico, cause I'd probably get stabbed, because hashtag Mexico. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we're, and on the flip side, uh, those are some of the fantastic highlights. What would be any disappointments or lowlights? Anything that you kind of, uh, fell below expectations for you? PD, I hate to say this. LAX, the Latin American Exchange, they're done. They're done. <laughs> yeah. Chavo Guerrero has 
never been more irrelevant. Homicide, meh. He's not what he was. Hernandez had one really great year. I think it was 2009 or so where he was awesome, but that's about it. And yeah, LAX is, is pretty much done. Yeah, and that, that that makes me sad. Again, as a as a one time uh, frequent watcher of uh, TNA and Impact Wrestling, uh, I was in, I enjoyed. Uh, and they didn't have Kelly Martinez, which yeah. is disappointing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it it was a it was definitely a disappointment. I think they they could have had a better match. Uh, it, it, you know, it they had a good opponent with them, but. They they could have had a better match, but yeah, I think they're, they're a little past their prime, and it makes me sad because we we just talked about last uh, episode. We just talked about we talked about the basically one of the earliest matches of Homicide and how promising his career uh, was, and uh, how actually he's a fantastic has been a fantastic wrestler. Uh, he's and had an awesome player. career. He really has. Yeah, his career has and, been awesome, but now it's just kind of like eh, yeah. Yeah, which is a little. He had a, he had a great run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I saw and I saw that he was doing kind of fun things with uh, alongside Eddie Kingston as Outlaw Incorporated. Yeah, uh, that was great. I really enjoyed Outlaw Incorporated and Ring of Honor, but for whatever reason, Ring of Honor just does not want to keep Eddie Kingston around for very long. I don't know why, but whatever. It might have something to do with our. If you go back to our interview with Bryce Ramsberg. <laughs> Uh, and, I don't remember. I don't remember. What do you mean? Uh, it, it, some of the things we talked about on the an interview, we can go. We we, we don't want to go too in depth, but you know some of the things that he mentioned and and insinuated a little bit. But we can move on okay. uh, from that. Uh, I would say another disappointment. I don't know about you, but and I don't know if I, I guess the disappointment, but because uh, I don't know if I was necessarily expecting a lot from them, but uh, the Spirit Squad. Another group, kind of uh, one Here's of the Here's what I thought of uh, on inputs. night one from the Spirit Squad. They got welcomed in as technicos, as good guys. Everyone was happy to see them. Then on night two and night three, they flipped it around because reasons. Yeah. And I didn't really understand why. Oh, I forgot to mention a couple of other things that, that I really, really enjoyed from this show. Yes, yes. Okay. Number one, the match between the Pieces of Hate and, and 18, the Gekido, and Night Eye for the Pirate Guy. Oh, yes. Uh, I know your girl, Kimberly, was in this match. And uh, in a minute, we're going to talk about my girl, Thunder Kitty. Yes. Uh, but one other th- one thing that I really enjoyed about this was the end of this match, where Chikara acknowledged the continuity yes. like this was something that was always intimated but never really outright said in the Chikara verse that Jigsaw and Jolly Roger are brothers mm-hmm. and at the end of this match was injured and he screamed at Jigsaw that you're supposed to be my brother and the storyline of this match was Jigsaw would not fight Jolly Roger. He refused. Yeah. Anytime they were in the ring together, he would leave immediately because he didn't want to fight his brother. But in the end, 
Uh, 17 uh, put Jolly Roger in one of his holds and injured his shoulder. And Jolly Roger screamed at Jigsaw, you're not my brother anymore. And I- I'm really intrigued overall with where Chikara is going with Jigsaw right now. Because yeah. He's kind of the man without a country. He's not really with the Gekido anymore. And Mike Quackenbush kind of made that impassioned plea to him. And Jigsaw's off kind of doing his own thing now. And I'm really intrigued about that. I want to see where that goes. Yeah, it was definitely intriguing, especially after the defeat the following uh, following match. Uh, But, you know, going back to... Because we're going to talk about the Shreels tournament a little bit. Going back to some of the... Kind of the disappointments. The Spirit Squad, uh, you know, they were kind of, they didn't pr- really add a lot. And it, I think it was true about both main, main imports as far as trios. Uh, not of the other imports, like, you know, Rockstar Spud and a couple of the other, like, the participants in, uh, the Raid of Adult Volodors, but of them, they, 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 they weren't quite the addition that we would have liked them to be. Uh, into the trios tournament. Uh, another disappointment for me, uh, and I don't know if I miss them, but there were no head scissors. We had a whole event with 3.0 with, you know, the big magic Shane Matthews and no head scissors. Did, did, well, did you, know, you, as they say, kid, you, you can't go out there and give them, give them the big move every night, you know, kid and all that <laughs> stuff. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Yes. Uh, but yeah, going to Ray the Volodoris, uh, of course, every year, a big staple of the oh, Chikara oh, King of Jews. Yes. Team Old Fashioned. I have Team to talk Old. about, I have yes. to talk about Thunder Kitty. Because yes. you guys uh, know I love Thunder Kitty. I do. And the fact that she had a promo on night one, and took on the Devastation Corporation with no fear and even slammed one of them. And yes. she was in her full classic ladies wrestler glory. Yes. This was truly a highlight for me. I love Thunder Kitty. And in today, in today's wrestling landscape, Thunder Kitty playing classic women's wrestler in the vein of Mildred Burke is just wonderful. And I hope yes. she stays in Chikara. Uh, yes. She's in various indies all over the place, but I think she fits in perfectly with Marion Fontaine and, and Jervis Cottonbelly. They're, she's perfect, and, and I hope she stays around. Yes, her shouting, where's my Metamucil? <laughs> As she walks off was a fantastic moment. And, uh, the, the, of course, and I love the main duo of old fashioned, uh, Jervis Cottonbelly is one of the most wonderful people on, on planet earth. Uh, and Marion Fontaine is, is a delight in and of himself. Uh, and they were just fun. And, and I think one of the best moments of, of the night was Jervis Cottonbelly going over, getting screamed at by all three members of the, uh, Devastation Corporation and just fainting from the shock of it all. Just hand to head. Oh, fantastic moment. Uh, hilarious. Then, you moment. know, Thunder Kitty came in later and, and took care of business because that's what she does. And I don't know if it was on purpose, but didn't it seem like, uh, throughout Devastation Corporation's run that, uh, Bla- I want to say Blaster McMassive, the big one, uh, was particularly sensitive to sh- chops. 
after the showdown. It, I didn't it almost seems like that. he had a lasting effect. It almost I seemed like I did not notice that actually. Yeah, he every time he would get chopped, he would particularly uh, react and go ah, ah, and recoil that, that and seems kind of to pain be thing in Chikara because that originally started way, way, way back in season one in, in just the early days when with Ultra Mantis, not Black Ultra Mantis, when he would get chopped, he would be the one that would do the scream. Yes, and then later. <laughs> When when Chuck Taylor got chopped, he would do the screen. So yes. maybe now it's Blaster McMassive. Could be. Uh, but I did note it, it felt like it was continuation. I, I like that where she she particularly laid in the chops on on the Devastation Corporation. Hey, uh, Wonder Kitty rather. doesn't mess around. She does not she mess around. Uh, she does not mess around. But like I said, moving to uh, let's talk about Rays of Oladores. Uh, King of the Flippies. Yes. Uh, going into, and, uh, I don't remember if they announced much of it, but going into, uh, the weekend, uh, what were your expectations? What were your hopes for Ray the Volodores? Shenron. Yes. Shenron, Shenron, Shenron. Yes. Good night, everybody. Yes. And what did we get a fantastic amount of? We got Shenron. Shenron. The Spirit yes. Dragon. Uh, we can go into the actual matches with the Ray the Villadores. Let's go with the, the first one. You had, uh, you had Shinron taking, taking on Chuck Taylor, uh, one of our favorite people, Rich Swan, and, uh, Tigre Uno, otherwise known as the Extreme Tiger, uh, back in his home promotion, his original home promotion, uh, going on against each other. What was your impression of, of the first, uh, contest of Ray the Villadores? It was, Okay, uh, Chuck Taylor kind of being not wanting to be in the match was pretty entertaining. Yes. Even though uh, he's, he's won it before, so he, he can fly when he wants to, but he didn't want to, which was really <laughs> awesome. But in the end, the right guy won. Shinron, uh, if great contributions by a bunch of the other guys, uh, you can't go wrong with Rich Swan. Like, it's just, so many moments from Rich Swan himself. Shinron had his moments as well. Uh, though they didn't play it, obviously, because they weren't playing copyrighted music throughout the event. They didn't play it, but the fact that the crowd still sang all night long for Rich Swan. Rich Swan was, was clearly very happy about that. Yes, that, uh, that and is, I was that as is well. So strong that even when they don't have his music, they'll still do it. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and they did it just in time and it was a hilarious moment. Uh, but a great, I think a really good, uh, opening contest and Chuck Taylor brought his, uh, fun of it all. And then you had the second contest, a second qualifier. You had, uh, the great Sonata, uh, <laughs> the great Sonata taking on Orlando Christopher, AR Fox, and Amasis. Uh, and what was your impression of that contest? This match was kind of meh for me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of Sonata. I'm, I'm not sold on him, honestly. Uh, he comes with a lot of publicity with TNA and Russell One, but I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Uh, AR Fox is always good. Orlando Christopher looked okay, and Amasis is Amasis, and I love him. But really, I feel like, Something about this match didn't quite click for me. Yeah. Something didn't click. Uh, 
I did. I did enjoy the moment where on commentary they uh, compared Ar Fox to Sabu, which is almost like felt a little weird. But that's an insult to Ar Fox. <laughs> that's an insult to Ar Fox. But it's almost like wait, if if Sabu could figure himself out and do good, uh, his mentality could almost mirror Ar Fox. If you if you really want to look at it like that, Ar Fox actually hits most of his moves. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> sure. Uh, but yeah, it's fantastic moments. AR Fox, I, I was love seeing him go down. And that culminated in the finals between the Great Sonata and, uh, and Shinron. And of course, uh, Shinron coming out victorious. And what was, what was your impression of that match? Did you think Shinron was able to kind of elevate that match, uh, beyond, you know, kind of your, 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 uh, your, what's the, what's the word? Your trepidation on the Great Sonata? Yes, yes, he was. Uh, for me, Shenron can do no wrong. I, I love the dude. And he he made this a lot more fun than it would have been if it were someone else. And the the second rope 630 is mind-blowing. Yeah, you, 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 it's always amazing. And it, seeing Shenron succeed is always, is just cool. Like, it, and cr- yes, I do believe moment. he calls that move the spirit bomb. Yes, he does. Uh, and seeing him succeed in, in this form, uh, if we can pull back the curtains, uh, going back to, you know, come, going all the way from, you know, breaking his neck. <laughs> and, uh, you know, if you all remember when he was, uh, wrestled under the name Charade, uh, he suffered a, the devastating injury to his neck, having to rehab and come back from that to all, all, you know, doing all, having all this success in, uh, in promotions other than Chikara and Chikara as well, uh, is just so cool. Having to bounce back from something as devastating as that, uh, having to go through so much turmoil and seeing him succeed is just so super cool. Uh, do you agree? Is it's, it's just, it's 100%. So cool. I, I am, I am all about Shinron. I'm, I'm team yes. Shinron all the way. He's, yes. If there's a high flyer on the indies right now that I'm going to say everyone should go out of their way to see, it's it's the Spirit Dragon Shinron. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, another staple of the King of Trios weekend is the tag team gauntlet, and we had quite a few uh, competitors. Uh, a few of them announced, a few of them unannounced, but not that many surprises this time. Uh, what was your impression of the match and the fact that there weren't that many surprises or big surprises in the contest? Um, I was okay with it because this is a Chikara event and tag team points were in play for the Campeonatos de Parejas. So it, it makes sense that it is kept to the Chikara teams. So I don't really, I don't really mind that all that much. Uh, I, I went into this event knowing that it would not be filled with as many special guests. So again, uh, I was okay with that. The match overall, it served its purpose. It got a team that needed three points to get three points, and it filled time between the finals. Yeah, and uh, it did have its uh, fun moments as well uh, when you had the... Los Ice Creams, uh, won Justin Robbie Young's favorite, uh, tag team in the whole wide world, uh, Los Ice Creams, taking on Old Fashioned during the contest. I think they opened the contest as well. Uh, 
the the taking out the sprinkles, laying out the sprinkles, and be, having them systematically bleak cleaned up vacuum, by the other team. Vacuum, 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 vacuum. Starting with the broom and then the dustpan, and ultimately with the shop vac. <laughs> uh, that that was just a fun moment. Did, did you brilliant. enjoy that moment as much That's, as I did? I it was brilliant. It's exactly what I love about Shikara. Just. Wrestling brilliance and breaking the fourth wall, but being okay with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and fantastic fun. And the, the, you know, seeing, uh, I think it was Ellie who the ice cream completely break down mentally because the sprinkles kept disappearing. Like, where did they go? Where did they go? It's like, everything in my life is a lie. <laughs> oh my god yeah, i love uh little side screams yeah and 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 great co- uh showings from uh you know again colony extreme force colony as well you know serum portal and ultimately jaka and oleg uh coming out with the titles uh oleg coming out munching on that onion he loves so much uh nowadays which it can't be pleasant if you're sitting at ringside, you know, just guy walking by you with onion breath, uh, coming into the ring. That, that, that can't be pleasant, can it? I, I guess they've been usurped. Mm-hmm. Uh, by bad breath. By helitosis. Uh, of course, we get to, and of course we gotta talk about, finally, the event, the raison d'etre, of King of Trios weekend, and that of course is King of Trios tournament itself. Uh, that King of Trios, uh, big part of the storyline throughout the whole weekend was, uh, and rightfully so and understandably so, was Chikara versus the Flood. Uh, it's what, uh, framed a lot of the matches throughout the weekend, uh, and masterfully so, uh, and framed the finale as well. Uh, what was your impression of how that progressed? Like how, how the storyline progressed and how the storyline progressed through the tournament? I absolutely loved the ending. Eddie Kingston, Jimmy Jacobs, Icarus, and the Grand Championship. And I love how it all turned out. I'm not going to spoil it, but it really sent the story of Chikara versus the Flood uh, in a very interesting direction, take a drink. That, along with Jigsaw, have made the Chikara Flood saga very intriguing, and I want to see where it keeps going. I really, really like what they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a fantastic moment, fantastic ending, and and they had really fantastic matches uh, throughout the King of Trios, uh, you know, fantastic showdowns, uh, you know, the golden trio going through, uh, tag team and tag team, three pack O, uh, going through the weekend. Uh, three pack O had many fantastic moments, including, uh, coming out in face paint to take on the Devastation Corporation. Shades uh, of War games from 1993, I believe. Yeah, coming out the, the, the face paint. Uh, I, I almost felt like the, the, 
I couldn't tell what Archie's was, but it almost looked like he had just simply gone a butterfly, which could have been a hilarious moment. I think if two of them had gotten really fantastically uh, vicious looking war paint and the other one had just gotten like a butterfly like you would get at a face painting booth. It was like, they told me to go face paint. They did before the show. Maybe that's what mm-hmm. they did before the show. Yeah, yeah fantastic stuff. Uh, and, it, you know, fantastic, the, the, the team, you know, three Peko, the, uh, always confused about who to start the match. <laughs> they were always like, well, we should have decided this before the match. Who's going to go? I'm going to go. Are you going to go? All right, let's go. It's like, uh, really great moments and big magic shade. Matthew's always like providing the, the, the overhyped, hilarious commentary in the ring. What are you going to do about it? We're going down there. It's happening right now. <laughs> uh, what, who were your favorite teams throughout the weekend, uh, in the tournament? Who, who really impressed you as teams? For me, it would probably be team old fashioned. My bias comes out here because I was already a fan of Thunder Kitty, but I, I believe Team Old Fashioned is, and they said this on commentary, they might want to call their lawyers and call up the VOD villains, but yeah. th- there might be, nobody's exactly sure where, but I, I would say that it would be, it would probably be Old Fashioned. Yeah, uh, I, I always love, I love Thunder Kitty. It was great to see Marion Fontaine and everyone loves Jervis Cottonbelly. Yes, everybody loves Jervis Cottonbelly. Of course, I definitely enjoyed, uh, like I said, uh, seeing Princess Kimberly, uh, going alongside Night Eye for the Pirate Guy was super fun. Even was, even when it, if it was a little short lived, uh, it was still fun. Uh, cause it, I always like seeing Kimberly go. Uh, she's really impressed in Beyond Wrestling, uh, she just is. as Kimberly. And she is a fantastic wrestler. Uh, and I love that, I also love the fact that she's one of those people, she's, uh, the person that would most likely, uh, agree with me in the world of wrestling, how dumb the, uh, cliche, it ain't ballet is. Cause she spent, I think, I say she said like 20 some odd years dancing ever since she was like a kid. Uh, doing ballet, so she knows exactly how dumb that cliche is. Cause, uh, ballerinas are tough. They're hardcore. And, yeah, they go through all sorts of horrible things. Yes. But, again, wrestling is not ballet. They are, in fact, still not the same. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah, fantastic theme. The Colony impressed as well. Uh, Golden Trio were, were fun as well, impressive as well. It's, it's interesting to see Icarus in the, in the slight variation on his new tights that include the numbers in the back to team along with the, the sports team guys. Yes, yes. Yes, uh, number 14 to be exact, which is interesting. Number 14, I don't know if it's for the year, for the date of the comeback, but very- I'm guessing uh, it was for all of those things, knowing Chikara. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, more interesting, more interesting, uh, drink moments like the appearance of Delirious, uh, all, and going after Ultramantis Black in the, in and that, Jacob, Jacob, Jacob has the Eye of Tear. Bum, bum, yes. bum. 
See, for all of the people that were saying, oh, there's too much Shikara stuff, there's too much storyline stuff, coming out of it, people were like, oh, what does this mean? What's Jakob going to do with the Eye of Tear? What's Jigsaw going to do about his brother and, and Mike Quackenbush? And what, what's going to happen with Eddie Kingston now in the Grand Championship? All of this stuff is like, oh, wow. This yes. is, this is getting good. Yes. And it, it gets us, it gets you all excited, you know. Shane, and Ducalion. 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 And, and Ducalion masked was kind of cool and intimidating, but seeing him unmasked, damn. Like, uh, I'd seen the picture on, on the, on R squared circle. Uh, and that picture does not do him justice. When you see him live and just coming out of the mask with those lenses, like, Ducalion was... Ducalion is scary. He's scary. He is scary as fuck! He's scary. Uh, those, those chokes on him. Though I wish, and going back to the disappointment, I wish his move that was, you know, when he was destroying the Greenhorn Militia was a little more impactful. I mean, I understand the choke slam to the backbreaker, but it didn't quite, I don't know, it, at least to me, it didn't quite feel as impactful as I would have liked. I mean, just that little moment kind of took me out of that moment, but I, I, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel? Did, did, would you agree that the move that, that I noticed thing? the same thing? I noticed the same thing you did. However, I will say that I saw Decalion do that move live when it was, I believe it was Cobalt. It might have been Cobalt. Uh, and then seeing it live, it's a pretty, there's a reason he's probably not quite that way because when I saw it live, yeesh. Yeah. 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 Uh, seeing the Greenhorn militia, uh, kind of get destroyed was like, uh, uh, a little bit scary. No, it wasn't Cobalt. It was Deviant. Deviant. Yeah. Deviant. Uh, Taking out one of his own. Uh, and, you know, and I have to say, another interesting part of the, of the night was Jimmy Jacobs' promo. Jimmy Jacobs' promo was really, really good, at least to me. His, uh, his nice thing. I'm not understanding what, what Jimmy Jacobs is all about here. I'm really not sure why, like, what, what's going on with him. Yeah, I, I I liked it because I liked the theme that he went with. Was like I didn't come here to start a war. I I came here to end it. Uh, and he kind of he he paced that promo really well. And there is a little bit of a confusion there, but yeah, I I, I seem to I I kind of like him in his role of being kind of the the uh the the day to day general, the kind of the the general manager of of the flood. As opposed to kind of the, the president CEO, uh, the leader, you know, the Ducalion is the big leader, the, the, the king, the, the one they all defer to. Whereas, uh, Jimmy Jacobs is the general manager. Uh, I kind of, I, I like his role as that. And, and of course we talked about the ending. It ended fantastically. Uh, you know, fantastic Kringa trios set up a lot of things and we can go back. What would be at the end of the day? What was your overall impression of the whole weekend? I went in worrying that it was a little too Chikara inward, and then I came out being more interested in the Chikara stories than I was. So I will say mission accomplished. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think the exact I, I have the exact same thoughts. Like, uh, except for I wasn't quite worried about it necessarily being too Chikara inward as you were, but I definitely came out of it exactly in, intrigued by every little plot, every little moment. You know, the every possible pathway going forward for all the, the plots and subplots. Uh, you know, Jakob, Jakob having the IF tier. Uh, Eddie Kingston's allegiance and the fact that, you know, yes, he, he stood on the right side, uh, at this night, but we still know where his goal in his heart is. You know, you know where his target is. He just kind of had the right decision this moment, but it's not like he's still not going to go after her. <laughs> her, she is, the, you know, he, his goal is still her. Uh, so that going forward, that's going to be really cool and intriguing and seeing if, uh, Petey, if they continue that journey. Petey, your internet is getting droppy, so we're going to have to take it home. Yes, we're going to have to take it home. Uh, so hopefully it's not, luckily, uh, I think it'll be fine in the audio recording. So, uh, once that comes out, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, so it won't be droppy then, but, uh, another fantastic King of Trios. Uh, we wanted to talk about this current King of Trios because pretty soon in the Awesome series, probably not the next event we talk about, but pretty soon in the Awesome series, uh, a entry of, uh, in the King of Trios is going to be part of the Awesome series in the near future. Uh, so look out for that. Uh, but that's it for tonight. DJ, what is going on in your universe? What is going on over at Delta Julia, Mike? Shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys is still going strong. If you're in the Detroit area and getting ready for Yomicon, I'll be there. Feel free to say hey. I might have a panel or two or three. Oh, yes, possibly three. Uh, and there are a few things happening in the not-too-distant future that I'm not quite ready to reveal, but uh, there there are some good things coming. Yes. Yeah, so stay tuned to DeltaJulietMike.com. Mm-hmm. And of course, uh, the same old things going on over here. Rebelli, uh, follow me at PD Ray. Follow DJM at Just Call Me DJM. Uh, follow the show at Fanny Pack WP. Uh, this show is at FannyPackWrestling.com. Uh, just check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, subscribe, share, like us, give us reviews, let us know how we're doing, give us some feedback. Uh, of course, you can catch us. We're trying to keep it consistent every other Saturday, uh, live. Every other Monday, we're going to have the post up and all prepared and everything, including the audio version of the podcast. So uh, keep keep an eye on us. Uh, but that's it. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. I don't much care for Ashley Remington. Not a fan at all. Don't, don't really care for her.